Welcome to Animals to the Max. I'm your host, Corbin Maxey. This show is about animals and the people who dedicate their lives to them. And welcome everybody back to yet another episode of Animals to the Max. I am your host, Corbin Maxey. What is up, everybody? Oh, I'm in such a good mood. Uh, Just uh, got back from the Today Show, and uh, this will be another kind of a special edition episode because I really just really want to talk about the show. I would love to talk about the appearance and kind of, you know, just go over the animals and just the whole experience. It was just literally so much happened in 24 hours. I can't even, my, literally, I feel like my brain's about to explode. And I thought, you know what, instead of going crazy and nuts, why don't I put this in a podcast and kind of go over everything and just talk to you all about the experience of the Today Show. And it was just, oh my goodness. I mean, and then just so you know, I just got back from, uh, actually, I had a really bad flight on the way back. So on the way back, my flight was delayed because I was supposed to fly out after after the Today Show. I had a few hours in the city to do a pizza tour, which, by the way, if you followed me at, on Instagram or watched my Instagram story, you uh, knew that I went around, uh, <laughs> went around the uh, lower village area and went around to uh, these many little pizza shops and trying to find the best pizza in New York. Anyway, I guess that's what I do on my spare time. But uh, long story short is when I got to the airport after that, my flight was delayed like five or six hours. And so they finally arrived and uh, super late, flew from New York to Denver. And then obviously I, I I got in super late to Denver, I think at one or two o'clock in the morning. And uh, there were no flights out to Boise. And, you know, Boise is kind of a smaller airport, kind of a smaller hub. So long story short, I kind of had of a I don't want to say like a nightmare of a time coming back, but kind of like I had to, you know, take a shuttle and stay the night in Denver. And although I did end up at a Denny's at three o'clock in the morning, which was interesting. Shout out to Denny's. It was very good. But, uh, yeah, a crazy, crazy turn of events. But anyway, I am back home in Idaho. I'm looking at the Snake River right now. My dog, Zoe, she's right by my side. She missed me, of course. And, uh, anyway, I just thought I would record this podcast to just kind of go over everything. Uh, Before I get started with it, if you haven't, please make sure to subscribe to the show on iTunes. You could also uh, rate it. If you love the show, you could rate it and uh, leave a comment. Let me know what you think about the program. And uh, also you can check this all out on our social media platforms. And uh, man, I have to say... On a side note, before I jump into the Today Show, last week when I took over the BSU uh, Instagram's handle for, for, for 24 hours, that was such a crazy experience. I mean, I thought, I mean, maybe I would get, you know, maybe like a few new followers, but the response of just, I mean, literally of doing that Instagram takeover, I got several hundred new followers from just doing that. So uh, if you're listening and you are one of those followers, thank you so much. It's just so cool to connect with other, um, I don't know, just like like-minded people who love animals or, you know, travel, adventure, whatever, or just, you know, who just are interested in following my my journey and my day-to-day life. So, like I said, if you haven't, make sure to uh, follow us on Instagram. And I've, I've been a lot more active, which I think everyone should be, especially if you, if you have a business on the uh, Instagram stories. Just uh, over 300 million people view those stories every single day and they actually are doing some uh, statistics and all this kind of stuff and they're saying that people are more interested in seeing the stories these days than your actual post and uh i i actually personally love the stories because 
they're not edited and it's just it's just I don't know I, I, I just like them I like that behind the scenes thing and I like that with the people I follow too on my Instagram so anyway long story short uh, let's jump into the Today Show, and uh, I hope you were all able to tune in and watch it. Luckily, of course, thanks to technology, if you have not seen the Today Show segment, you could go to CorbinMaxi.com, www.CorbinMaxi.com, and check it out. It's in. It's like on the front page. You could also go to the Today Show site, although you might have a little bit more of a, I guess, trouble finding that. My site is just kind of right direct. But what a crazy time. And you know... Oh, man. I say this all the time. So much goes into these segments behind the scenes. Like, people have no idea. I mean, literally weeks, sometimes even months, go into segments. And uh, there's just so much behind the scenes stuff. There's, you know, there's a lot of research and just stuff you do prior to these segments. There's a lot of stuff regarding the permits because uh, they are, <laughs> it's quite a process to try to show animals, especially in a television studio in New York, um, having permission. So, Permits have to be set, just planning, organizing, just a bunch of stuff. So it's so crazy how when you do these segments, like how fast it goes. Like every time, every time it's done, like when the cameras are off, I'm like, oh my God, I just cannot believe like it's just like that. Like a click of my hand or snap of my finger, it is just completely over. But it was such a good time and uh, this was definitely a short trip for me. I just, I flew in and well, I tried to fly out, but obviously I had a stint in Denver, but very, very short trip, kind of went by myself. Um, you know, once again, a lot of people ask me where my animals are when I do this, do the animals fly with me? And uh, no, the animals do not fly with me. Um, we actually, I actually team up with usually local zoos in the area. Um, I also will team up with wildlife rehabilitation centers, um, just just a bunch of different stuff. But in this circumstance, I teamed up with two different amazing zoos. And uh, oh look, I just got an email. And I should probably turn my email off right now. That happened in my last podcast. That was so annoying. Sorry about that. Mail, quit mail. There we go. Okay. So uh, anyway, worked with uh, two great zoos. Uh, first, of course, my friends from the Turtleback Zoo in West Orange, New Jersey. If you've been following me along this year, you know that we've been... Man, I feel like I'm like their spokesman. I'm just not being paid. We need to figure something out here. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to send an email. But uh, no, that's just a joke, kind of. But uh, no, I've worked with the Turtleback Zoo a lot this year. Uh, just regarding TV appearances, I also went there, if you remember, a, a few months ago for my webisodes. I went and filmed a few webisodes, filmed with the sea lions, hyenas, lions. And uh, yeah, so that was a really, oh, and, and uh, giraffes, forgot about them. But super cool zoo, beautiful zoo. And so we teamed up with them for one of the animals, which was, he's probably one of my favorite animals to work with, next to the sloth, I think, um, just regarding these shows, but he is, he was a Tamandua, well, I guess he was, he, he still is a Tamandua, and um, they are a lesser anteater from South America, and so, kind of imagine, like, an anteater, but just <laughs> a boreal looking, you have to Google him, Tamandua, or just le uh, lesser anteater, but super interactive, um, and, you know, I mean, the whole theme of this of this show, I guess, for this segment was um, animal adaptations. And so when you think of an anteater, I mean, what animal has more unique adaptations than an anteater? Like that long snout, um, the mouth opening is only the size of a pencil. It doesn't have any teeth. 
This stomach, you know, this is an insectivore, so it eats ants and termites. It could eat up to like 9,000 ants in a day. Uh, people, this is so funny, in South America where they're from will actually keep these as pets in their homes to rid the homes of ants and, yeah, insects. So super cool, but they also have a long 16-inch tongue. They are I mean, I'm, I'm literally just going off all my facts. And they also can secrete, like, one of the most powerful-smelling, nasty, nasty, bleh, barf substances in the world. Uh, it's supposed to be... Let me grab a drink here. Hold on. Mm. I was trying to, you know, like, do a gross sound and just <clears throat> need to clear my throat. Anyway, um, they can emit an odor that is said to be four times more powerful than a skunk's. That's insane. Like, What? Anyway, he did not do that, but uh, Gus was always fun, super interactive. We had um, we planned for the talent, which would be the host and the special co-host to feed him. So anyway, I'll get into that really quick. But um, we also worked, uh, just kind of back onto the other zoo, we worked with uh, my good friends over at the Pittsburgh Zoo and PPG Aquarium. I've uh, worked, this would be my third, yeah, third time, I believe, working with the Pittsburgh Zoo, and they are a great team. I think they're like six hours away. And so they actually stayed the night in the city. And then um, the Turtleback Zoo is only like an hour away from the city. So they just drove in that morning. But great team over there. And uh, they are one of the few zoos, which is crazy, that has naked mole rats for education programs. So normally when you see these naked mole rats, and they are like, I'm telling you what, one of the most bizarre animals in the world. But uh just imagine, I mean, first of all, they're not even a mole or a rat. Um, and if you're wondering what they look like, they literally look like a bratwurst with teeth. I mean, that's literally what they look like. They're extremely, um, <laughs> I don't want to say ugly. Um, they were named like one of the ugliest animals on the planet. What a horrible, uh, <laughs> could you imagine being nominated for that? Like what? Who are we to say they're ugly? But Anyway, I think they're cool looking. Very bizarre. But they look like a bratwurst with teeth. They live underground in East Africa. And they live in these in, in a colony similar to insects. It's called like eusocial. And so there's only one other species that does it, and it's another type of mole rat. But basically, they have a queen, like ants do. They have soldiers. They have workers. Uh, it's just a crazy system. Anyway, they uh, live in these expansive underground tunnel systems that can expand like uh, I mean I think up to 18 miles. Um, Anyway, they're adapted for living underground. They have like these super small lungs, which actually uh, help them because they live in a low ox you know, oxygen environment being underground. So anyway, uh, then they can also like hold their breath or not hold their breath, but they could be, uh, they could live without oxygen for 18 minutes. Uh, they just, there's so many talking points. I'm sorry. I'm just like rambling on, but I just get so fascinated. Like I literally had so much fun uh, just kind of researching these guys and uh, they're immune to cancer. Like What? This animal's immune to cancer. It's just, uh, just anyway, just as you can tell with me rambling on, amazing talking points. So we worked with the naked mole rats. We also worked with um, an opossum, which I love. North America's only marsupial. Whoop, whoop. Uh, you know, and people, it's so funny because uh, uh, my fiance, Samantha, she's from Michigan. And so like, oh, like opossums to her are like nothing. Like she grew up with them. But living in Idaho, we don't have them here. So I, I don't know. I just think they're so fascinating. And, uh, you know, I've only, I think, oh, you know, I have seen, I, I have seen one alive. That is true. I saw one alive in Missouri many years ago. But 
the ones in Michigan I've only seen are dead on the road. Anyway, we did an opossum, and then, of course, I had to, you guys, I had to reach back, had to reach back into my reptile roots, and I brought a baby alligator named Mork. So, those were the animals from the Pittsburgh Zoo, and so, super great, um, you know, really interesting adaptations for them. Let's see, I flew in Wednesday, which was super neat, and I actually got in at 1.30 in the afternoon, which was awesome, and so I had, a, I had you know, all day there in the city to kill, well, no, I mean, I guess half a day, and uh, guess where I decided to go? You guys ready for this? I went to the Central Park Zoo. That is correct. I haven't been, let's see, to the Central Park Zoo in like nine years. And uh, <laughs> not much, is, I was going to say, I was, I mean, I guess I should have known better, but not much has changed. Uh, kind of a, I, 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 I guess like a cute little zoo. I mean, I don't, you could go through it probably in, oh boy. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Like I like to spend a lot of time at zoos. I'm just that type of person. But if you like wanted to see everything, you could probably see everything in under like maybe 25, 30 minutes. And even and now, and that's just, I mean, you could even do it quicker than that. I wouldn't suggest that. I spent about, I think, like an hour and a half there. But, you know, uh, really, I, I would say really beautiful exhibits. The uh, the sea lions were awesome, have a beautiful exhibit in the middle of the zoo. Um, it's so crazy because from those movies, Madagascar, you could hear people. I heard people, like, asking, like, where are the giraffes? <laughs> where are the hippos? Uh, that movie is incredibly misleading because they do not have giraffes. They do not have hippos. This is a small zoo. I think, uh, I think the, oh, actually I know their largest animal probably would be their grizzly bears that they had. They had two rescue or not rescue, but two problem grizzly bears. I believe they got from Alaska. So those are the biggest animals, but really neat exhibits. It's so weird. I don't, it's just like so weird being in the zoo because you're literally like, I mean, in the middle of the city, like you're in Central Park and you like, you're looking at these beautiful naturalistic exhibits and then you look up and you just see these giants, you know, tall skyscrapers. And, you know, I was thinking how cool it would be. And maybe this is like just the nerd in me, but like how cool would it be to like live in one of those high rises and be able to like see the zoo? Like, right? Is that, is that just me? Anyone else think that would be cool? I think it'd be cool. So uh, anyway, super crazy, uh, you know, beautiful exhibits, really impressed with their grizzly bear habitat. When I was there, they had a polar bear, and uh, I believe that polar bear has since passed with age. But, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was pretty impressed. I, I mean, I, I don't think I'd have to go back there for another 10 years, maybe if I had a kid. And by the way, I um, probably bought the most expensive Diet Coke of my life. I remember, um, and I don't know, I love like giants. For some reason, sometimes I'll crave like a giant soft drink. So I went there and I was like, hey, can I get a large Diet Coke? And they're like, uh, you know, they only have one size. And I totally forgot in New York, they have that, that, that law where you, you, know, you can't have extra large or anything. So I got a... A small Diet Coke, the only size they had, and it was $5. I about, I had to kind of double check, and I thought, oh my gosh. And I actually asked her, I was like, hey, can you top this off? Anyway, so um, long story short, I had a great time going to the Central Park Zoo and buying the world's most expensive small cup of Diet Coke. But, and it's so funny, I nursed that Diet Coke my whole time. Like my whole, <laughs> my whole visit in the zoo, I was just sipping it. But anyway, I guess I just went down another rabbit hole. So... Uh, went to the Central Park Zoo, walked around Sabor, ended up kind of working out um, at the gym there. Kind of nice to kind of blow off some steam and kind of prepare for the show. Uh, I go over all my talking points 
And uh, I'm looking... Let me see here at my talking points. I mean, I... Oh, my goodness. I... Oh, yeah. I got so many talking points for this segment. And it's, you know... It's such a shame, and I wrote this in a recent Instagram post because it's like I want to be able to go over all these points because I think they're so interesting, but you just simply do not have enough time. And I'm a huge animal person, so I could basically talk about animals forever, hence why you could probably tell why I started this podcast or anyway. So yeah, I you know had a bunch of talking points, so I go over my talking points, this and that, and so that's kind of what I do prior to the show. Uh, wake up in the morning, super early. I usually, I actually, I actually usually try to always run on the treadmill before early in the morning, have a cup of coffee, run. It's really good. Um, I think one of my old managers, Marta Tracy, would tell me, and she recommends this if you do television, like before you, I don't know, go out um, or, or I don't, I guess prepare to go on TV, maybe do some push-ups jumping jacks. I mean, I don't know, like right before you go out. Cause you don't want to be like sweaty or, you know, or like me out of breath, but, uh, yeah. So it's good to kind of, yeah, you know, blow off some steam and kind of, kind of prepare and get honed in. So anyway, we arrived to the today show super early. The, the animals were there, which is great. It's always good to be there early. Uh, they have their separate, uh, area, green room area down there. And it's kind of this Got a nice big area, big velvet uh, pipe and drape, um, red pipe and drape they put over, you know, for privacy for the animals. And um, if you watched, and I'm sorry, I keep on talking about Instagram, but it is a really good place, like, to share behind-the-scenes stuff. Because in my Insta story, I uh, kind of shared behind-the-scenes of kind of where we go, where the animals are, and all that type of good stuff. So really neat there. We uh, got the animals loaded in behind the scenes, and... Wow, what a crazy time on the Today Show. I will tell you what. So I've been doing the Today Show for over seven years now. Gosh, I started in 2011, February of 2011, so over uh, seven years ago. And with the Today Show, you never know what to expect regarding who's going to be there celebrity-wise. Um, which, I mean, I mean, it, it could be anywhere from a famous chef to a movie star to a famous singer. And uh, anyway, this was probably... This, this was my 28th time on the show. Not that I'm keeping track or anything. Um, I'm sorry, guys. I just... I have to, man. It was... It was yeah, I just get excited every time I do the show, and I always, like I said, remember each appearance. And so, anyway, yeah, 28 time, and uh, this was the most celebrity packed Today Show appearance I have ever done. Probably like times a million, or maybe not a million, maybe like times four. Okay, guys, like so. We have Keith Urban there, who is performing, and he is out in the plaza. If you were tuning in that morning, and. Uh, that was awesome. And I have to give a shout out to my buddy, Nate. What's up, Nate? Uh, Nathan Congleton is the, uh, and you can follow him on Instagram, at photo Nate, is the head Today Show photographer. Or actually kind of, I think, one of the only Today Show photographers. And he is a fellow Idahoan. What's up, buddy? Grew up in Greenleaf, which is a very, very, very tiny farm town. And so uh, <laughs> I don't... How he got to from Greenleaf to be the staff photographer at the Today Show, I mean, that's like, I mean, that is like so amazing. I mean, how crazy. Life is crazy. You could do anything you want. I think he was in, what was he? He was in the military and then he was, he worked security and then they asked him to be a photographer and he had never had any photographer, like photography experience. Crazy. But now he does. He also, I think he also like works for Nikon. I don't know. He's a representative. He's a super cool dude. So anyway, check him out. 
Wow, I just plugged him. But uh, super cool. We always kind of bond because we're both from Idaho, both from small towns. And so he was able to give us some uh, VIP, uh, I, well, I don't want to say box seats, but kind of over to the side. Um, really, really nice. So we were separate kind of from the crowd and we were able to uh, kind of see Keith up close. And that was really neat, just especially for the animal handlers from, you know, the Pittsburgh Zoo and the Turtleback Zoo because we got there so early. So basically once the animals and by the way the animals are um, were all pretty much settled gus the tamandua was sleeping the mole rats were busy in their shavings going through their <laughs> like going through their plexiglass tubes the alligator was um just resting anyway everyone was just kind of chilling so anyway we were able to go up once the animals were nice and comfortable, we were able to go up and watch the concert for a bit. Keith was a super tiny guy in person. I didn't get to meet Keith, but he was a really good live and very personable. And the anchor said that uh, he was, uh, yeah, like, you know, probably one of the nicest celebrities they've met. So that was really cool to um, yeah meet Keith Urban. And by the way, just, just a disclaimer. I know that some of you listening to the show are like, you guys don't give a crap about celebrities, but I also know there's a portion of my audience that like do want to know kind of what it is like. So I apologize in advance for those of you who just don't give a rat's beep about anything regarding celebrities. You just want to hear animals, but I feel like it's, I'm only doing justice sharing the whole experience with you. So, and uh, yeah, and also send me a message. Let me know. Do you want to hear more of this stuff or do you just want to stick strictly to animals? I mean, just regarding these experiences. Let me know. Hit me up, info at But back onto that. Keith was great. Um, and then it was, um, so for those of you who followed uh, and listened to my last podcast, you'll know that the special co-host was none other than Alex Rodriguez uh, or A-Rod, the famous former baseball player. And he was the co-host that day. And uh, which is pretty cool. And as you know, if you follow up on stuff, he is dating uh, Jennifer Lopez. And so after the Keith Urban thing, uh, what me and I guess all of my zoo handlers, us animal dorks, we literally go backstage and uh, to our to our pipe and drape area and just we literally just talk animals. So we'll talk about where everyone's from, like with their past experiences, because, you know, in the, in the zoo community, who is that? Denver. I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> they might want me back in Denver. Anyway, um, sorry guys, such a rabbit hole of a podcast. But uh, I was going to say we, you know, just kind of always talk about our zoo experience, this and that. And so the reason why I bring that up is I'm kind of I'm turning, you know, towards the keepers, this and that. And one of them says, "Oh my goodness, I'm pretty sure that was Jennifer Lopez." And because you could see them like coming down the stairs, and we're like, "What?" So I didn't, I didn't see Jennifer Lopez, but I knew, you know, hey, there could be a possibility that she's there. And so I went back to get my makeup done before the show. And how the makeup room works, the green room works, is that so we are separate from the green room. We have our own separate area for the animals. It kind of keeps them comfortable. You could go into the main green room, which has the coffee, the sofas, this and that. And then the makeup room is directly after that. And it's a long line of chairs obviously mirrors and then behind the makeup chairs you have separate dressing rooms for each celebrity there and they'll you know they obviously rotate them per day and so right um you know you'll see a rod and see jerry o'connell was there Lori lowen i believe or lawlin uh the gal from um fuller house was there just a bunch of people but anyway i'm getting my makeup done and sure enough i look behind me in the mirror and there is jennifer lopez wow you know I'm not, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm not really starstruck. I've been doing this for so long and I've worked with, I mean, I'm just, just in the nature of the game when you do these national shows is you do meet 
and see a lot of celebrities. And, you know, honestly, they're just people to me. Now, I don't get – I mean, I don't ever get, like, fanboy ever really. Um, maybe if I saw Jack Hanna. But, you know, I'd have to be cool with Jack. You know, I wouldn't want to – like, I, I would have to be cool, calm, and collected with Jack. But – Inside, I would be like, woo! I honestly think another person I would probably fanboy over, but not tell them, but just act calm, cool, and collected, would probably be like Terry Irwin. I think that would be just really neat, because I just obviously, like all of us, grew up watching The Crocodile Hunter, and it just, you know, she was the closest person to Steve. So, anyway, back on to that. I usually, I don't get, you know, usually like too starstruck, but I'll tell you what. Jennifer Lopez, I mean, that is a, she's a, she's a pretty big deal. She's, I'd say she's a global icon. I mean, she's a big deal. I've, um, I actually wanted to go up and tell her that I love your movie Anaconda, which if you haven't seen, it's probably like looking back at, well, actually, you know what? No, I'm, I'm not going to diss it. I still like it. I haven't seen it for a while, but I'm sure some of you probably think it's a cheesy nineties, you know, sci-fi show or sci-fi movie, which it is kind of a little bit, but I thought it was a super cool movie. But I wanted to tell her, like, I'm such a big fan of Anaconda. But, she, like, looking back, she's probably, like, mortified of that stint in her career. So, anyway, uh, long story short, I saw uh, Jennifer Lopez there with her team of people. And, you guys, I'm telling you what, the biggest, baddest, meaning, mean-looking bodyguard I have ever seen. Like, this guy was huge. It was huge. Come here, Zoe. Sit back down. It was huge. Uh, this guy was like, I don't know, man. I've, you know, I've seen bodyguards before, but man, there's probably a reason why she only needed one because this guy is, you know, took took the place of two or three. So he was there, and yeah, it was just really crazy because you know, I just to see someone like that, just the first stature to be there, and you know, um, I was talking to my makeup gal, and she was telling me, um, you know, because those makeup people they see celebrities all the time and my makeup gal worked for uh bruce willis she told me and demi i almost said demi lovato nope demi's in rehab um no demi uh demi moore and um she told me that that literally like life like that in the bubble like that they just basically she she told me one day demi came up to her and told her that she just wishes that she could fly coach like just coach with regular people just to feel like a regular person. Like instead of having people around you all the time, handlers around you all the time to feel normal, Demi Moore wanted to fly coach. And I looked at my makeup gal and said, well, that's lovely. She could have flown my last coach because it was awful. The guy, <laughs> the guy next to me took his nasty shoes off. He stunk. Uh, <laughs> like I was flying coach a few years ago and some gal ate two tuna fish sandwiches right next to me. Um, and it was like in, in a hot, humid airplane. Anyway, Demi, trust me, you don't want to fly coach. Uh, but it is so funny, though, how how that works, though, because, you know, you, you do look at these people and think they have it all, but it would be really weird to live, like, in that bubble, you know, to be in that bubble. And I, you know, and I know money doesn't bring happiness. It definitely helps. But that would be really weird. We both kind of, me and the makeup person both agreed that would not be a, that would not be a fun type of a fame, you know, living in that bubble. Like, I think a good... Obviously, I love being on TV. Um, in the process of getting my own TV show, more details coming, by the way, which I cannot wait. Uh, but that I would, I would like to be like someone like Jack Hanna. You know what I mean? Someone who is known around. Um, he's a voice for animals. Yet Jack Hanna doesn't walk around with an 800-pound, you know, bodyguard. I mean, and, and by the way, this guy wasn't 800 pounds because <laughs> he, <laughs> first of all, he wouldn't be in shape. But this guy had to have been a good. 
I would say, 275, man, maybe three. This guy was a big, muscular dude. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I just I just couldn't imagine. So anyway, J-Lo was there, which is super cool. Uh, we uh, It turned out that her and her mom were there, and they were uh, we walked in the studio, and anyway, they ended up watching the whole segment, uh, which is great, right, right across from us. Now, um, it was, you know, these shows, they happen so fast. So basically, once we're ready to go up, we go to the studio, we get the animals positioned, uh, and usually, you know, nothing uh, <laughs> nothing was going, uh, well, I guess I wouldn't say nothing was going to plan. It's just so expected. For instance, with Gus, the uh, Tamandua, the uh, lesser anteater, he, you know, he had his nice little tree branch perch thing, but he was more interested in, you know, climbing off and hanging out, you know, on the ground. And so basically, you know, you have a bunch of cameras, lights, studio people, and you have an anteater just walking around. Typical animal segment. But, uh, no, we just kind of got everything set. And, um, you know, a lot of people ask me, do I get to meet the talent before I do these segments? And the answer is usually no. Uh, I very rarely get, for instance, like, there, I did not meet A-Rod before this segment. Matter of fact, I don't even think I shook the guy's hand. I feel like he might have been a germaphobe. I don't know. I kind of got that feeling from this guy. Maybe because I'm, like, an animal person, he probably thinks, like, Oh man, I don't want to touch his hand. I don't know. I mean, I wash my hands, but may, I don't know. I just he did. He seemed a little standoffish regarding that. But um, so the answer is no. I did not meet A Rob before the segment. But um, you know, uh, Hoda came on over, gave me a big old hug. We go way back. We're cool. Kathy Lee was there, of course, and A Rod. And basically, they walked in, and it was like ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, and you're on. And that's how these segments go. I mean. And that actually probably sounds that sounds terrifying probably for a lot of people. Like there's no rehearsal. There is like – and you, you can actually watch the segment as they are like, you know, basically on camera doing my introduction. And Gus the Tamandua is literally climbing down the trunk trying to get off of his tree branch. And uh, as you can see me, as they do the introduction, I'm like quickly trying to get Gus up from the trunk and try to get him on top of the tree because we were basically trying to get a good shot of him and, you know, obviously on the branch to demonstrate their arboreal, blah, 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 blah. But Gus had better stuff to do. But, um, you know, it went really well. I mean, so much was happening uh, regarding that segment, and it's so hard there's such a fine balance because you want to like I mean I have I, I want, wanted to go over all my talking points and try to get as much information out but it's hard you know you have three people talking Kathy Lee Hoda A Rod the animals are going everywhere and you're trying to figure out what to put in so there is a balance of it but it went really well uh, you know uh, the, the Gus Tamandua was definitely a big hit A Rod was able to feed him a uh, insect mixture it, it's really gross like ground up insects and it's like a mush pasty thing and Gus got in there and he gets his whole entire <laughs> he gets his whole entire snout inside this container he gets stuff all over him like it's he's such a funny animal to work with so anyway but uh he ate which is awesome it's always great when the animals eat and the talents gets a feed and this and that and we were able to touch Gus and Gus actually, after we were done with Gus's part, he ended up, he just decided he was going to go do his own thing, crawl down the tree and just headed over to the camera people and kind of just walked around. And so, uh, if you've seen these segments, that's like how they go. Um, for all the people out there, you know, there are people out there who are like anti zoo, uh, you know, obviously there's people that are anti zoo, but anti, you know, these animal segments on TV, but I will tell you, all of the animals we use are so incredibly comfortable around people. They're all education, you know, um, educational animal ambassadors. 
they are all comfortable. We never make them do anything they don't want to do. Um, just really, really quick, we did a segment in April with Megan Kelly, and we had planned to bring on a prehensile-tailed porcupine named Peanut, and she was from the Turtleback Zoo as well. And just as we were getting ready to introduce Peanut, Peanut decided she did not want to come out of her carrier. She did not want to be on that branch, and guess what we did? We pulled Peanut up, and we made her do what she was supposed to do. No, I'm just... <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was a joke. No, we uh, we literally left Peanut. We we left her alone. We, she didn't want to come out of her crate. She wanted to be left alone. She wanted to eat her sweet potato in her crate, and that's fine. And uh, we didn't make her do that, and that's why you didn't see Peanut on the show. So basically what I'm saying is we don't make the animals do anything they don't want to do. And, you know, we Gus fed, he, you know, he was fed, went down the tree branch and whatever. He just wanted to hang out and walk around. So anyway, completely comfortable. But uh, the next animal, the opossum, uh, I tried to get as many talking points as I could. I mean, Hoda made a comment. She said that they look like a rat. And um, I'm so happy she said that because so many people think they're just these giant rats. And uh, in reality, they're not related to rats. I mean, obviously, they're um, opossums and rats are both mammals, but they're different groups of animals. So opossums are marsupials, the only pouched, marsupial meaning pouched animal in North America. So that they're related to kangaroos and koalas, not related to rats. So that's a fun point. And I actually, this was crazy. I got to feel her pouch. I got to stick my fingers in her pouch. And it was so cool. It was so cool. I asked my producer if we could have the talent do it on camera. Uh, I'm going to be honest. It, did, it, it looks a little inappropriate. And I think for any, for any animal person <laughs> or a mature person, we would say, oh, that's just filling the pouch. But if for an average viewer eating their morning cereal, they might choke because it looks like you're doing something really inappropriate to the opossum. So my producer politely said, nah, we're just going to, we'll just do, you know, leave her on the table. But Tons of fun talking points, and uh, yeah, definitely love opossums. They are fascinating. I mean, so fascinating. Just regarding the way how they have that behavior where they could just basically um, called apparent death, where they could just drop, you know, drop dead, you know, quote unquote, you know, plain dead, and uh, it's involuntary. Uh, so that's why a lot of people, if you think about it, on the road. Um, if you drive by an opossum, if it gets spooked, its body will automatically go into this mode of stiffening up, you know, curling the feet, and to start drooling, even release a nasty green substance out of its behind that smells like decay. And this is like involuntary. These guys, it's a crazy defense mechanism. So um, that's an also, like, like I said, the opossum, I think, I'm just looking at my list here. The opossum and the mole rats, for me personally, for me, had... Probably I had the most fun researching just because obviously I know so much about alligators having a reptile background, but the fun facts and also the misconceptions people have about them, you know, for instance, them carrying rabies, they can't, uh, their body temperature is lower than most mammals. Um, you know, just trying to get over those misconceptions are really good. So I really like that. But after that, we did the naked mole rats, which I just kind of told you guys about. Uh, we had them underneath an, an artificial rock, which was super cool. So we had the talent, uh, A-Rod, pick up the rock. And, uh, you know, the reason why I did this is I brought on the naked mole rats to the Today Show two years ago. I think two years ago. I'm sorry, I had to get a drink of water. Um, two years ago. And I made the mistake 
of showing the talent, uh, the host of what they were, and they both freaked out. And I was so mad I did not get their organic reactions on camera. So anyway, long story short, I wanted to conceal them to get the organic reactions of Kathy Lee, of Hoda and A-Rod, and I, it worked out great. Um, they were all very uh, startled with our little guys that look like bratwurst for teeth. Uh, and um, <coughs> yeah, Bert and Big Mama from the Pittsburgh Zoo and PPG Aquarium were there, and um, these two were really interesting. So they have a larger colony, I believe, at the Children's Zoo at the Pittsburgh Zoo. But uh, these two were both kind of ousted from their community, kind of like the oddballs. So they have always lived together. And uh, that's why they're used for education. That's why they're not in a, a bigger mole rat colony. And so that's why they're perfect for these types of segments. But it just went so good. Uh, I love the talking points, especially their immunity to cancer. Uh, that was one thing I that, that was one thing that Arod asked me, uh, and I was able to successfully uh, answer that because they have a molecule that blocks the spreading of the cancer cells. So that was super neat. And uh, yeah, mole rats were good. Ended with the uh, baby alligator. I'm actually happy they ended coming. They ended up coming back at the end of the show to bring on the alligator because we literally just ran out of time. I mean, that is the thing. You know, with these live shows, you don't know how long they're going to be. You don't know which animal is going to take the longest. For instance, A-Rod was clearly more excited to, f to be feeding Gus than seeing anything else. And so, you know, Gus took a good portion of the segment, which is great, which is awesome. But happy they brought me back. But what... A fantastic time. Uh, I have to just thank every single one of you for watching the show, for tuning in. I got an email, oh my gosh, from my old teacher, Mrs. Galloway. Hey, Mrs. Galloway. And uh, she told me that like she was on vacation, but they planned their whole entire day's activities over this show, like making sure they were there in time to watch it. And super cool. I got an email. Um, such a nice message, actually. From this gal, it was a comment, and uh, the comment said that her and her family, they lived in Meridian, Idaho, which is near me, and they just moved to Germany, I believe, and they said that they woke up early, um, or maybe late, actually, I don't know, I think they probably saw this in the evening time, um, early our time, I guess, super early, anyway, long story short. They just moved to Germany, and her young daughter was so excited to see me and the animals on the show. And the gal emailed me and said that her daughter's kind of had a rough time, kind of just with the move, which it, it, it would be a lot moving from Meridian, Idaho to Germany. It's a complete different culture, uh, a com complete different continent, let, you know, let alone country. And so uh, she said that her eyes just lit up when she was able to see me, and she said just to see a familiar face from home. So that was a very kind message. Thank you. So just want to say thank you. To everyone out there who watched the show, who followed me uh, on Instagram or Facebook and Twitter, all your messages, it is overwhelmingly awesome. It was so cool. And I have to be honest, it was this trip was different because I was solo. Usually Samantha comes with me, my fiance, and she's like my head animal person, and I love having her there. And so it was kind of different not having someone there. But uh, I almost felt like I took all of you with me. I mean, I know that sounds cheesy, but for all of you on my social media, I was, you know, doing all my Instagram stories and I was commenting back and forth with you, interacting. So it didn't feel as lonely, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. So I really enjoyed that. Uh, many of you have messaged me and asked me if uh, I was able to meet Jennifer Lopez, this and that, get a picture. And uh, my experience with her is she, you know, she watched the whole segment. By the way, 
it's just so weird. I mean, I'm just like thinking to myself, like, how in the world did I end up <laughs> like, why, like what? Like my life has turned up so odd. Like I never thought in a million years I'd be doing an animal, literally an animal demo in front of one of the most famous people in the world. But, um, you know, what's crazy though, just a side note, when I do those segments, I don't look at anything. I don't look at the cameras um, unless I'm supposed to. I don't look at usually like the crew. So I actually did not even see her or anyone during the whole segment. But she, you know, she was right there with her mom. But um, yeah. So anyway, she was away, and you know, I don't think they're huge animal people. I believe, which sadly, uh, I'm just sad. I believe her purse was python. Jennifer, you lost some points in my book. Come on, get it together. I mean, I'm not for sure. But I'm I'm pretty sure these these famous people like I I I I don't know I'm hoping it wasn't let's hope it was a fox fur um not a fox but like a fake <laughs> not a fox purse <laughs> but a but a fake quote unquote a snakeskin purse but um her mom was super nice I asked um, after the segment I looked at Jennifer and her mom and you know her big eight foot tall um bodyguard Popeye looking bodyguard. And, uh, I, I just asked her if, you know, if I said, Hey, do you know, do you want me to bring over the alligator? And she just, you know, politely, uh, smiled and shook her head, but her mom actually came over and I got a picture with her mom, which I will post in an upcoming blog, which you need to definitely check out. Um, her mom, it's so crazy. I mean, looks just like her. You can see Jennifer in her face and anyway, obviously an older version, but super nice, a super nice lady. But, um, yeah, so I didn't technically get to meet her. Uh, you know, I, I got pictures with A-Rod and stuff after the show. I'm not one to ask for pictures. So my so my buddy Nate always hooks me up and, you know, he's a professional photographer. He takes a photo. So I did ask A-Rod, you know, because we got a photo. I said, hey, you know, do you want to get a photo? Do you think Jennifer would want to get a photo with us? And he said, oh, yeah. He's like, I'm not sure. You'll have to ask her. Well, you know, she was off kind of talking to Hoda and Kathy Lee and by the way, can I tell you guys something? Have you ever been to a party where you feel like you are like kind of the odd one out? <laughs> like, not that they made me feel that way, but it's just like I felt like you have like Jennifer Lopez, Kathy Lee, Hoda, A-Rod, and then there I am at the – it's just – it's like there I am at the corner, like that odd man out. But I like I, – I totally get it. They actually know each other. They're friends. They go to each other's homes. They – are both they're all huge celebrities like i get it i'm like the animal wrangler um but it was just so funny because i just felt so like i don't know kind of weird like out of place i was like man this is like high school all over again um by the way they were not they did not make me you know they weren't rude at all or anything like that that's just you know just i don't know just kind of how i felt but uh everyone was super nice um i didn't end up asking her for a picture just i don't know i i I didn't, I didn't want to be that person. I mean, would you have asked her yes or no? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Message me. Like, would you have asked Jennifer Lopez for a picture? Maybe if she was more, maybe not talking to Kathy Lee and Hoda or was like, I guess more approachable. But when you're in a full blown conversation, you don't want to like interrupt and you know, her big giant eight foot tall bodyguard was there. So long story short, I did not ask for a picture, but that's okay. Um, it was still an awesome experience and, uh, really neat. Definitely one for the books, definitely one for the books. And I am looking down at the time and I cannot believe I'm almost 45 minutes in and all I've done is just talk. Um, I guess that's the best thing about the podcast, right? 
awesome about the podcast. Well, uh, I will let you go. I uh, try to keep these under an hour, and usually the special announcement shorter. But sorry, guys, just had to fill you in. But uh, next week, I am excited. Excuse me, actually, this week. Now, when this will air on Thursday, I'll be back to New York City to film for the TV show Wonderama. Cannot wait with David Osmond, one of the Osmond uh, brothers, or like I said, my dad likes to call him the Almond Brothers. He's so funny with names. Anyway, we're going back there. Samantha will be going going with me, which is great. We are uh, teaming back up with the Turtleback Zoo, and uh, we're going to bring Gus again, which is awesome. We're going to be bringing a penguin, a sloth, and a boa constrictor. So this is like, yeah, then this is going to be a good, good segment. So. Gearing up for that. Uh, also, this uh, going to be uh, finishing up the alligator exhibit. I will post photos on social. What else is going on? Um, yeah, I promise to keep you all updated. But thank you so much for your time listening to the show. As always, for all of your support. And uh, I guess until next time. Uh, until next time. Until next time with the Today Show. So uh, have a great day, everyone. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for listening to the Animals to the Max podcast. Please make sure to hit subscribe and leave a rating. It really helps me out. I also encourage you to check out CorbinMaxi.com. You can contact me there personally, even suggest a podcast guest, or if you just want to learn more about animals.